0: You're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League,
1: powered by the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.
0: Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. We're breaking down Monday night football. We have a Tuesday night football game to look into, Matt, so that will be fun. I'm a fan of more primetime games, four days of the week. Bring it on, and looks like, Zero positive tests, which is a very good sign there. And our two-minute warning, two minutes on one question, focusing on every division in the NFL. Help support your local businesses, whether they're your corner stores, coffee spots, favorite shops. Local businesses have always been on your team supporting you and your community, but right now, more than ever, local businesses need our support, so let's be there for them. The next time you go shopping, make the choice to shop at Local Businesses And look for the contactless symbol and tap to pay with a contactless visa to help support your community because where and how you shop matters. Visa, everywhere you want to be, official partner of the NFL. At BD Peacock is where you can find me, Matt the Scout Williamson, at Williamson NFL, And that's where those questions came from on today's two-minute warning, which we will get to after we talk about Monday Night Football and the Los Angeles Chargers again doing enough Just to have some fun, but lose to a Hall of Fame quarterback. And it was the New Orleans Saints improving to three and two, beating the one and four Chargers 30 to 27.
1: Yeah, I want to get this game in a second, but you mentioned, you know, we got third or Tuesday night football this week. I'm kind of bummed, though, that we don't have Thursday night football. You know, like, hey, you could have stuck someone (laughs) else still on Thursday night and given us four days this week. Come on, you know, I mean, I would shortchange us. Don't swap them out.
0: Would you take. You would rather have Thursday than Tuesday. I think I would take every week a Tuesday night football game over. I mean, I, <laughs> I want every night football, but if I had to choose, I think I would prefer Tuesday. I think that's more time for teams in between games. Right. And Thursday night, there's more going on. There's more to do in life. Tuesday is a dead day of the week. Let's let's have Tuesday night football over Thursday night football. In my opinion.
1: I'm cool with that. That's the first I thought of it. I was just complaining that we couldn't have both this week, but I like the, uh, I like the thought process. I mean, it's a little more prep time. You know, I mean, a lot, you could schedule it that a a Tuesday nighter. the one of those teams plays Monday night, the next week to kind of lessen the load on them. And, you know, I'm not a fan of the whole Thursday night beating up the bodies player health situation. I mean, I think that's really rough. And then Tuesday would be better.
0: Let's finish Monday night first. We'll talk Tuesday at the end of this show, and we'll sandwich that with some of your questions. Justin Herbert, four touchdown passes for the rookie. But, I I mean, the the Chargers just can't get out of his way and let him go win a game, right? Uh, He was 20 of 34 passing, 264 yards. The four touchdown passes, throwing some lasers in there. I mean, at every turn, I love what I'm seeing from Justin Herbert, and I was way off on him. Look, I thought he was a first-round talent. That was obvious the physical talent he had, but I didn't think he was going to look this developed this soon for the Chargers. And on the other side, uh, Taysom Hill had a nice little touchdown run there to help out Drew Brees. who threw the ball 47 times. In the end, that was enough. A touchdown and an interception there as uh, as the Saints came away on top in this one,
1: 30-27. Yeah, overtime game ended up being a good game. I mean, this game was 20-3. With just a minute or so left in the half, the first half, and the Chargers were running away with it. You know, Herbert had three touchdowns in the first half, no interceptions on day, ended up with four. I'm smitten with the kid. I mean, I think he's really, really good. Every time I watch him, I like him more. Sure, he's going to have some growing pains and some down times, but I mean, he lost Keenan Allen early in this game, who's been his safety blanket. Mike Williams stepped up and I think that's a really good pairing with Hunter Henry for the future. Um, there was more Jackson than Kelly, but my biggest takeaway from the chargers is, you know, we talked, we've talked a lot of betting on Peacock and Williamson since we've turned to locked on NFL. And I'm convinced that whoever, whoever's getting points in a charger game should be your bet. You know, whoever right. they're always in. They're going to learn. They're going to lose in the end, of course. I mean, they're one in four, and they lost a million one score games last year, which doesn't exactly reflect really well on Anthony Lynn, by the way. Yes. Um, and oh, by the way, Herbert's winless. I mean, <laughs> I'm talking all this good stuff about it. And he still hasn't won a game yet. Um, <laughs> yeah. Charges find a way to lose.
0: It's a remarkable remarkably similar to last week when tom brady came back and beat and i kind of joked about that he can go tell his kids hey these hall of famers my rookie season came back and beat me maybe learned some lessons from from the old guys um but you know it's it's tough when you have mahomes and breeze and brady on your schedule for a rookie quarterback but he was not the reason the chargers lost that game you doink a game winning field goal missed extra point um, and here's a good stat that is like got to be frustrating for the Chargers. This one from Sheila Capadia from The Athletic, who I know we both enjoy reading. Yeah, Eight, he's good. 18 rushes for 20 yards on first downs for the Chargers, including wow. the first play of the last drive in regulation. So um, as he says here, epitomizes the quote, lose later rather than try to win now mentality. Maybe trying to protect your young quarterback, but I don't think he needs protecting.
1: No. And I bet what Shields implying because he's a heavy analytics guy is the most efficient way to move the football in NF in the NFL is passing on first downs. So you'll see a lot of quote losing teams with a high percentage of first and 10 runs because that's a great time to throw. You get predictable coverages. You don't have, you know, six defensive backs on the field. You understand the blitz package is better dump it to the running back, pick up six yards. So I bet that's what he's implying there. And Oh, by the way, it was highly unsuccessful for them. Um, I wanted to mention Emmanuel Sanders as well, really good game. And I was thinking that whole time while he was, you know, catching 12 balls for 122 yards Boy, what about when Mike Thomas, Michael Thomas comes back and Cook is back and Kamara was held in check, but we know who he is. Like this offense might turn the corner with that big dog coming back.
0: Yeah, and we did hear a little bit more, not a ton of details about what happened with Mike Thomas, and it involved his teammates, CJ Gardner Johnson. And and I still don't know exactly what happened. Were they just getting physical, you know, in in reps during practice? Or was there something else locker room style? But um, I think he punched him. Yeah, he took swings. Yeah, and (laughs) that's like uh, that. That's not good. That's frowned upon. Yeah, and and him being injured, I think helped that lessen that blow. Uh, You know, who knows if he was actually going to play? They say it was. um, It was he would have played if not. But uh, I, I, that is a good tandem going forward, as long as there's no more problems there in that locker room of of Mm -hmm. Sanders and Thomas. And now you get Sanders rolling. That is going to be a true number two there, which is going to be trouble. And, And it was. You see that veteran connection and I was surprised it didn't happen sooner actually with Emmanuel Sanders with Michael Thomas being out with Drew Brees because uh, he's a perfect receiver for Drew Brees and get open on every level of the field not as much of a deep threat as he used to be he's not quite as fast but uh, just a great route runner gets open makes catches and I thought we'd see more of what we saw from Emmanuel Sanders in that offense like we saw Monday night and that was was a huge reason for uh, the, the Saints being able to come back and win that game.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and I know you really like that signing for New Orleans uh, in the offseason, which makes perfect sense. He's a perfect complement to Cook and Kamara, and especially Thomas. And then the Chargers, though, I mean, if this Keenan Allen injury is serious, they've lost so much star power going back to Derwin James and Bosa's limping around out there and couldn't play every snap at the end, and Ingram's on IR. I mean, uh, this this team is – Haunted or snake bit or something.
0: Yeah, it's rough. And I thought they lost Mike Williams, too, uh, when he got stopped right. short of the of the first down there at the end of the game and his knee got bent back. And I thought, oh, no, is that going to be another one? I loved the way that Herbert trusted his big, tall receiver to go up and get the ball, too. That That's a fantastic connection with what Mike Williams that's can do deep down the decided. field. A couple of touchdown yeah. receptions. Anyway, it well said. Uh, let's Let's move on. We've got to get to this two-minute warning, and we will preview a little bit of Tuesday Night Football coming up on Peacock and Williamson. Have you visited rockauto.com yet? If you haven't, you need to because it's the best place to go to keep your car running at an optimal level. If you need accessories for your vehicle, if you need anything at all involving your vehicle, it is such an amazing selection at rockauto.com and their prices are always reliably low. Why go to other retailers when Uh, They have such a limited stock and you don't know what they're even ordering on the other side of a computer screen. You can go find exactly what you need for your make and model, a ridiculous selection at rockauto.com and keep your vehicle on the road or maybe even add some fun aftermarket parts, right? rockauto.com is a family-owned business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years go to rockauto.com with a unique catalog remarkably easy to navigate quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications and prices you prefer amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need visit rockauto.com and tell them locked on sent you we took a break from our Tuesday two-minute warning and our Wednesday stock up, stock down last week when we were checking in on the quarter season power rankings in the NFL, Matt. So we'll get back to our usual segments here. It's the two-minute warning for new listeners to the show. We go through one question per division, two minutes per question, and hit every division in the NFL on Tuesdays. They're your questions that you hit me with at BD Peacock on Twitter or Matt Williamson at Williamson NFL. And let's start with... The AFC West, because people are coming at you, Matt. I, I think you upset some fans here. Yeah, uh, we've actually got a, a couple. And so we'll, we'll do a two for one here. Jason says, so are you guys finally ready to admit you were wrong about the Raiders? Matt, you were only 38 points off on your prediction of the Chiefs Raiders <laughs> game. And then Coach Lammers, who's a frequent tweeter and listener to the show, says, Matt, buddy, oof, on the pod this week, please make your case for the Chiefs over Green Bay. Should have lost to the Chargers and got beat up pretty handily by Vegas. Despite the score, uh, Green Bay undefeated with total scrubs on the roster and looked dominant.
1: Uh, I'll hail the second one first. I mean, for Pro Football Network, I've been putting out a very early power rags. So we publish them like late Sunday night, update them after the Monday nighter, keep them going. And they've been getting a lot of feedback and... Of course is when you do rankings of any kind yeah a lot of it's not positive but it's been a hit to say the least i i mean i like the packers their offense is awesome i'm very impressed i'm very impressed with Rodgers. they kind of like we've talked about the saints they should be getting Devontae adams back after after a bye which could be frightening for the rest of the league i think their defense is very average though i, I mean the 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 comment was, how can you still the Chiefs number one in your power ranks over Green Bay? Well, yeah, they stumbled in two division games, and they didn't play very well this past week. They still won 13 in a row before that, and the champs with an elite quarterback, an elite coach, a better defense than Green Bay, a better defense than the Raiders. I mean, would you argue with me, BP, that the KC shouldn't be number one?
0: No, and it's not that Green Bay couldn't good. beat the Chiefs, but if they played five times, the Chiefs win three, the Packers win two.
1: Agreed. I 100% agree. And with all respect to the Raiders, if they play that one five times, I bet the Chiefs win four of them.
0: <laughs> right, yeah. No, it was a great game for the Raiders. And, yeah. and look, every team can beat every team in the NFL. The, the difference between, well, I, I was going to say 1 to 32, maybe let's say 1 to 28, is not that big of a gap. And, and a lot of teams can beat a lot of teams. And things change very quickly. Teams are hot and, and playing at a really high level. And then and that's kind of what worries me. This is a bad bye week for Green Bay with how hot they started the season. You take mm-hmm. a week off. Some teams don't play that great, actually, after a bye. Did that sort of um, hurt their momentum, having a bye week so early in the season? I wouldn't be shocked at all if they come down to earth a little bit from what we've seen in the first four weeks. And on the other side, we've seen teams like uh, the – the Panthers, we thought were awful, and they, and they couldn't win the first couple weeks, and all of a sudden they go on a streak and start winning some games. And it's not only year to year, it's week to week in the NFL with how quickly things can flip for teams and how a team has momentum one week and is playing really well and then looks just completely disjointed the next week.
1: Yeah, and I want to stick in the West here just for a second because they're, you got to realize these division games, too, and I'm not excusing or making excuses for the Chiefs, but the two division games... What do you think the Raiders, Broncos, and Chargers did for the last six months? Study the Chiefs. How can we beat the yeah. Chiefs? How can we slow down the Chiefs? So you know, division games are a little different. I'm not saying you throw them out, but they're they're more important. They're better prepared. They've been working all offseason on these things. And I'm not saying there's a blueprint to shut down Mahomes, the but the, these last couple of weeks we've seen no blitzing, a lot of three man rushes. Just flooding the zone, making Mahomes pat the ball and find spots to go. Don't allow big plays. And it's slowing down the Chiefs a little. They're still putting up huge points, and they're still awesome. And I do want to give the Raiders credit. I don't have any faith in their defense, but I think their offense has a chance to be really good. I thought I mentioned yesterday, I think they're a much, much better team when Ruggs is involved. I like how Carr's playing. I think Gruden's a very good offensive mind. So I half like the Raiders. I like their offense a lot.
0: You know, this is so fun in the AFC West. We've already spent four minutes on two questions here. Let's add another one on. We can keep it less than two minutes, though. Do you have a short we answer? We really don't have any rules. We yeah. can do whatever we want. <laughs> we can do what we want here. We, we have a, a, <laughs> a, a, a very loose framework here on the, uh, the two-minute warning. Tom wants to know, and this could be a short answer, of the bottom-tier teams, is there a better landing spot for Trevor Lawrence than Denver? It's
1: a pretty good one. I mean, that young group of receivers. Yeah,
0: Cortland Sutton and, and Jerry Judy for him to throw oh, to. Yeah. I love that. I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a great Hamler.
1: call. Hamler. I like it. Um, they'll be looking up at Mahomes, I guess, would be a negative. I mean, there's there's a king in that division. It's going to be hard to knock off. That's a pretty good one.
0: You mean looking up at the Raiders, Right. <laughs>
1: Right, I misspoke, right.
0: To the AFC North. I'm excited to see Locke, though. I mean,
1: just because a guy hasn't played doesn't mean he stinks. I know nothing more about Locke now than I did in the summer.
0: That's a good point. I want to see that evaluation happen. And the Mm -hmm. same thing with why why did Washington bench Haskins? We need to finish the evaluation. What's going to go on in Miami, by the way, with Tua? He's got to play at some point, right? But the way they're rolling right now, you don't want to take Fitz Magic out of there.
1: Right, and, and they're not going to be in the quarterback market, of course. But right. um, you got to keep rolling with it. I mean, there's seven playoff teams. You got a shot to be one of them. Uh, I think you got to just keep rolling strong until you're out of it, Unfor- unless Fitz really stinks up the joint. Although, I think it would be a good idea to give to uh one series a game. You know,
0: something you, you like have that. to get him in and somehow. At some point, and when we did this early in the season, we looked at the schedule and we thought, okay, week six is the time that maybe you start to put Tua in. It's going to be more difficult, but I'm with you. You have to start that development on the field in games. So, you know, a series here or there or something. And I'm sure Fitzpatrick would understand that and and they could help each other out in some ways. Uh, You know, put them both on the field at the same time just to to show some looks to teams and it could help you win some games as well.
1: Yeah, and it it also... It, that wouldn't be a total move for the future, and it would help. You know, you get, at least get to see the guy a little. But it also makes you a little more difficult to prepare for, too. You know, have a two a package that you throw out there once or twice a game, something like that.
0: Yeah, and then as soon as you put him on the field, every team after that's going to say, oh, is he going to start this week? He's going to play a lot. How many snaps is he going to play? Preparing for two quarterbacks more difficult than one.
1: Exactly, exactly. That was my point. Well said.
0: AFC North, Denozier says, How do you guys think the Browns will handle Baker's upcoming contract?
1: I think it's a really tough one. I'm not a Baker believer. I'm very impressed with how the team is playing, how the coaching changes influence things, but I still think they hide their quarterback. So when you talk money, it, that being said, he's been the best Browns quarterback in a long time because, I mean, we know who they have played with in the Jersey that has 8 million names on it as Browns quarterbacks. He's better than 90% of those guys and they're still upside with him, and they're winning. Well, I think you pick up his fifth-year option and buy time, of course, and don't extend him. But I don't think he's the answer. You know, like the Steeler fan in me kind of hopes they stick with Baker for the and give him a long-term deal.
0: Yeah, like you you want him to be in that purgatory of they've got a good quarterback that they don't want to replace, but he's not good enough to dominate the division or, you know, lead them to the promised land, which is a bad place hitting to be. expensive. Yeah. Quarterback purgatory. Um, you definitely pick up the fifth year option and it's, it's, you have plenty of time still. So right, right. you wait on that as long as you can with Baker. And I think you, the, the first thing you said is really important for the Cleveland Browns. They've been so much worse than Baker Mayfield and, and not that Baker Mayfield's bad, but, but they've seen even that. if you're not sure, yeah, they've seen bad. You've got to have at least that level of quarterback for a while. So they're in mm-hmm. much better shape with Baker Mayfield than they have been with some other quarterbacks. Even if you're not a fully Baker Mayfield believer, not fully in his camp, but the yeah, the Plenty of time to kick that can down the road, pick up the fifth-year option, play it out as long as you can to figure out what you're going to do there because who, who are you going to have that's going to replace him that's better? And I think a lot of teams are in that position. Unless you get the first pick in the draft, it's going to be difficult for some teams with some young quarterbacks to to change things.
1: I'd love to have a whole podcast about that in the offseason. Because I really have mixed feelings right now. Like If you're the GM of your Niners, the Vikings, the Browns, maybe the Raiders are in this mold, although I have a little more hope for Carr lately. You know, the, and they're not bad quarterbacks. You can win a lot of games with them. You could go to the Super Bowl with Jimmy G, and, you know, you can win a lot of games with Kirk Cousins. But is it worth spending $30 million on those guys as opposed to drafting another and using that money on a left tackle and Miles Garrett and – Nick Bosa. You know what I mean? Like, is it a good financial move? Someone smarter than me should do a deep dive. Is that the best way to spend your money after that first contract on a good quarterback that you have to kind of hide and massage? Or is it better just to go back to the rookie well and get a cheap guy? and maybe hit a home run with
0: them. That's a great one. I just put it in my notes for an off-season podcast. We should just go through every team and 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 right. play it out at the quarterback position what they should do and what their options are going forward because there's a lot of tough decisions, I think, to be made around the league. And you know Maybe some teams play it like the Cardinals did in the past, and you say, you know what? We got the first pick. We got a high pick. There's a good quarterback here. Let's go because you got to get that position right, and, and I love the way the Cardinals played. It obviously looks good now looking back, and we've seen so many teams in the past – not do that and it's really hurt them so if you have two good quarterbacks it's better than having zero
1: yeah right 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 I mean I am a believer in sure I'll grab the Jameis Winston for cheap or Matt Ryan for nothing you know like when these guys become cheap oh Matt Ryan's contract won't be but like what if the Vikings moved on from Cousins and didn't give them that big contract would they have been better off keeping Stefan Diggs and Everson Griffin and all their other pieces and we're living with a second-round quarterback right now. Would they have won as many games? Maybe. I I don't know. I mean, I just have mixed feelings on it.
0: All right. We went well over two minutes. We've got to hurry these up here. Let's go to the AFC South. Tom in Texas says, could Watt fetch a one or a two for Houston, and would that be worth it to help rebuild the team that's interesting because you can't trade Deshaun Watson who's the the big trade piece there Watt could get you something I don't know if he can get you a one at this stage of his career with just the injuries he's had and how much money is left on his contract and I think his contract is movable at some point in 2021 whether it's before or after the June 1st uh, designation Uh, but that would make some sense because they've they've got to add some draft picks I think to rebuild that thing around Deshaun Watson
1: Yeah, there's a couple things there to unpeel is I don't think you'd get a one for him with his injury history, his age, and his contract. I think that's off the table. A two to a contender is feasible to me. Um, But that contender would be smart to not play him 100% of the snaps, rotate him in, you know, like the Eagles, how they use their defensive linemen, you know, hockey lines. Um, But there also is the factor of – all the things he's done for that community, too. Like, you, you can't just totally be strictly business and ignore all that and trade B- Drew Brees after all the hurricane relief stuff he did or all the money that J.J. raised and all the watchers jerseys. Sometimes that's more important than a second-round pick.
0: Looking at Watt's contract at over the cap dot com. I thought he had dead money. He actually does not. So he's movable right now at the deadline if they wanted to. Uh next year, no no dead cap hit at all. In fact they would save fifteen million dollars if they traded him now, seventeen and a half million dollars if they traded him next year. But that's the big one is what he means to actually the city of Houston. Can you even move that human being?
1: Right. I mean that'd be like moving Larry out of Arizona. I mean, is Atlanta gonna yeah. move on from Julio and Ryan? I guess there's a point where you send them to a contender or what if you could bring them to Pittsburgh with his two brothers, you know, I mean, goofy things like that where everybody would understand, but do you have to factor those things in too?
0: Another question is teams without a GM right now, will they make any moves until they get a new GM?
1: Good point. Yeah. Right. To the, Atlanta, Houston. Right.
0: Yeah. Uh, AFC East. I have a short answer to this one. RJ Hollywood says, why is Adam Gase and Joe Douglas still employed?
1: Well, I think that's two very different questions. Yes.
0: Yes. Uh, Joe Douglas didn't hire Adam Gase, first of all. He's been on the job for a very short time, and I love what Joe Douglas has done since he's been there. He's going to find himself a new coach, maybe a new quarterback, because uh, Sam Darnold might be ruined depending on how high they draft, and I have a feeling that will be the number one overall pick, and then you can maybe move Sam Darnold for a pick. But Adam Gase, I mean— you're not helping yourself by firing a coach right now unless you're just losing a locker room and, and you're you're hurting the development of young players, which might be the case in New York. But, yeah, there's a massive chasm between the, where Joe Douglas is job security-wise and where Adam Gase should be.
1: Exactly. Yeah, I 100% agree. Um, I don't think Gase makes it out of the year, but I don't know if it makes you any better for this year anyway. I mean, you give Greg Williams a job, and then where are you? Know, are you a better off? Um, but... I think Jets fans are going to like Joe Douglas a lot. Yes. And from what I know about him, my hunch is starting with Makai Becton and all the picks they have and the resources they have a year from now, we're going to say the Jets have two pretty darn good lines. You know, he's a big with build, big with uh, build with big men guy, mm-hmm. Quinn and Williams. No one knows it, but he's killing people this year. He's like the only bright spot in the whole team. Becton was a stud. They've invested in some journeyman types, Another first-round pick or two on the lines, you know, you could see all of a sudden, boy, they, they can control the line of scrimmage now and then insert a quarterback or whatever. So I think Douglas is the right guy for the job and is a positive. but You just, just can't see it on
0: the field week to week. More two-minute warning. It's going to be a one-minute warning, Matt, the rest of the way here, and then we'll talk Tuesday night football. Peacock and Williamson. I'd like to take this opportunity to let you guys know about a new product from our friends at Built Bar, Built Go. It's the perfect partner for your workouts or to break through whatever wall you're facing in your day, whether it's mental or a physical wall. Break through it with Go. Easy to take, one and a half ounce packages, put it in your briefcase, in your pocket, in your gym bag, in your golf bag, and power through the back nine. Plus, it's natural, so it's better for the body than those fake energy drinks out there that are all caffeine and essentially sugar three delicious flavors of built go peanut butter honey chocolate coconut and chocolate mint combines energy gel with collagen protein collagen protein is fast absorbing so it gets in your system quickly plus it's easier on your stomach and great for your joints loaded with good stuff b vitamins beta alanine honey and a little kick of caffeine visit builtgo.com and use promo code LOCKED, you'll get 20% off your next order. That's 20% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go. All right, let's move it on quickly to the NFC North. Who you got? Carolina Panthers at Chicago Bears NFC Championship game. Wow, okay, that's a call there from uh, Jacob here. What do you think? Panthers at Bears NFC Championship game. He's talking this year, this January.
1: Wow, Um. I do a couple videos every week for a site called Yard Barker and I just finished my bears Panthers preview right before we recorded this. So go find it on my timeline at Williamson NFL. You'll, you'll get my breakdown of that game. It's just a two minute video. Um, But it doesn't have a lot of glowing things to say about both squads. I mean, (laughs) bears are four and one, they've outscored their opponents by like five or six points total for the year. I picked them to win that game, but I'm kind of higher on where the Panthers are right now than I am Chicago.
0: Right, and we, we addressed this earlier, how different things will look in a couple of weeks. It's like, check with me next month, and, and we'll see if this team mm-hmm. that's 4-1 and one is still looking like a team that's going to be three games over 500. And uh, to, to put it another way, Los Angeles Chargers versus Chicago Bears. We talked about if the Packers and Chiefs played five times. If the Chargers and Bears played five times, one of the teams is one and four. One of the teams is four and one. I might pick the Chargers to win three of five.
1: Yeah. I mean, if they played six, I would say it's going to be three and three. Yes. I think they're pretty even teams. Yeah.
0: To the well NFC said. South, JDS wants to know, will Winston make starts this year, even with Breeze being healthy? No.
1: No. No. That was quick. Maybe next year. Yeah, and many years after. Well, but yeah, but not, not
0: with year. Breeze being healthy. I mean, they'll work no. in some players. They could have a lot of fun. Taysom Hill, but you know, it's this is Breeze's show, and and they'll 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 help him out as much as they can.
1: And, and next, he's not playing horribly. He's not yeah. the same guy, but it, it still bothers me. I know it works, but when Breeze is on the sideline chatting with Peyton and Taysom Hill's taking snaps, it still bothers. Still rubs me a little wrong.
0: And you know, I love Drew Breeze just. His his um, body language, he's like, yes, rooting for him. You know, score touchdown, good job, go team. But yeah, there's something weird about that. And you take that Hall of Famer off the field too. Uh, I, I I don't understand it. And Saints fans will defend the Taysom Hill stuff. Have fun, sure. And and I just it really sounds like Peyton is a believer. Like as in he would be the starter, and it's not Winston. That's the other thing. It's like if it's not Breeze, yeah. it's not going to be Winston anyway. It's going to be Taysom Hill.
1: You keep saying, oh, he's the next Steve Young. But isn't he like almost 30 years old? And he's, he's <laughs> thrown like 15 passes in the NFL.
0: It's, it's, pretty, it's pretty amazing. Uh, let's finish right. this up with the NFC East. Zachary says, it's going to be interesting next offseason. Dak might be on another team. There's talk of a possibility, uh trading Haskins as well as Lawrence, Fields, Lance in the draft. How many NFL teams are going to need a possible starting quarterback and don't have one as a backup? That's a it's a long answer there but I want to focus yeah, on the that's first a whole part. Other pod maybe. I want to focus on the first part there with Dak. A lot of people have talked about did Dak take his last snap in Dallas? There's no chance, right?
1: I think there's a chance, but slim. I mean, it would have to be from what I've read and I hate talking about injuries is this is a very recoverable injury. You know, like it's not career threatening. It's bad, it's it's ugly but he's tough as nails. His work ethic's awesome. He can come back and be the same player. But what if he isn't, you know, if the, if the Cowboys team doctors are saying he ain't the same, he's never going to be the same. This is business. We can't give him $200 million if he's not going to be good at football anymore. You can't bring him back. What I think will happen is Recovery will go well. You know, we might not have a lot of answers. They could franchise him again by a year. See what happens.
0: Yeah, I'm with you on that. I I just don't see it happening at all. Unless it's such a catastrophic injury that they don't think he's going to come back. Or if Dak is upset and because they couldn't get a deal done. And he just doesn't want to be there. That would be the only yeah. reasons I could see that happening. Uh, we didn't have an NFC West question necessarily. the The Seahawks are five and zero and undefeated right now so we'll use toby's question to answer this one really quickly here matt uh which is more likely to happen two undefeated teams meet in the super bowl or multiple oh and 16 teams i'm gonna say multiple oh and 16 teams it's easier to lose than to win in the nfl uh, i mean we, we've yeah. never seen a, an undefeated team win the super bowl uh since the dolphins and i don't see it happening this year with one team let alone two teams making it undefeated
1: and the Patriots are the only ones even gone since the dolphins yes. right Yes. Yeah. I mean, whatever the other question side of the question <laughs> is, I'll take there won't be two undefeated teams in the Super Bowl.
0: I mean, there's there's only three teams that are winless right now, but they're so bad. It's hard to see the Jets winning any games. I, I would almost mm-hmm. put money on them being 0 and 16 versus 2 and 14, you know, so uh, the over under win
1: totals one one.
0: Right. I might go under. one. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely.
1: I mean, you probably push.
0: The Falcons are too good. They'll they'll win a few games. The Giants, yeah. uh, the Giants don't look very good either. I could see them going 0 and six. They still
1: have two games against Washington though. Yeah, they'll win right. a couple. Yeah. yeah. I mean, neither is going to happen, but I'll take the winless one over the two. Super quick note: I just want to throw this out there because we've mentioned it. I'm cross pollinating a little bit. The Locked On Dynasty podcast. We had a really good conversation of and maybe we could carry this over to tomorrow, but it's an NFC West thing. Who's the most valuable dynasty wide receiver, you know, for life? And my co-host Ryan McDowell it, it had just written an article about. It. That's why he brought it up. His top two dynasty wide receivers, period. End of sentence. Are DK Metcalf one, number one, CD Lamb number two, like over Julio and Adams and Thomas and all the guys you would think of. He thinks the most valuable receivers going forward are DK and
0: CD. Oh, that's interesting let's tease that and get into yeah, that tomorrow we, we can work that into our stock up stock down for sure uh, that that's a fantastic question I love that real quick we've got to finish up with this Tuesday Night football game we've got the four and0 Buffalo bills at the three and O Titans Matt Buffalo favored by three and a half who you got here I
1: like the bills and, and I don't I'm not brushing this game off I'm very excited to watch it they I think the bills are very very real. I think both these defenses are a lot worse, especially in Tennessee's case, than people realize. They're, they're, Titans D is not good. The Bills has merely been average. But why I'm kind of like brushing it off is I just have no clue what to expect from the Titans, who's even going to dress entirely, what their state of mind's going to be. So I think I'll take Buffalo, but I mean, I'll definitely take Buffalo with
0: the points. I, I would take Buffalo straight up. It's a, a field goal plus a half a point. I, I wish it was three instead of three and a half or two and a half or something like that. And we should be more pumped for uh, two teams that are undefeated coming into this game. But uh, I, I like Buffalo for all the reasons you mentioned. And by the way, here's another question that we didn't get to in the two-minute warning. And it's a fantasy football question. And uh, actually, I lost it. I don't remember who sent this in, but shout out to whoever sent in this question. This person needs to win this game big in their fantasy matchup. They can only play one of these players on Tuesday night, wide receiver A.J. Brown or wide receiver John Brown?
1: A.J. I'm expecting a huge A.J. game tonight. I'm glad you brought his name up. Do you I think
0: Tredavious White follows and that – and this is why the matchup for the Bills I like so much. Tredavious White following A.J. Brown, they don't have – Davis in there as the number two wide receiver. I think this could be a rough matchup for Tennessee and AJ Brown. I might go John Brown.
1: Yeah, I'm just so such an AJ Brown fan. Like just mentioned that DK C D thing. I mean, I might rather have AJ Brown than both of them. (laughs) Like I think he's in that category.
0: AJ Brown in a neutral situation, this particular matchup, I'm gonna I'm gonna side with John Brown even though that's hard okay. to say because AJ He's not 100% Brown could go either off. though. Right. Either one's 100%. That's true. Good question though. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. You're going to kill yourself if you get that wrong no matter which way you go to. Those those are tough on on Monday night football when you got to win or Tuesday as in this case.
1: Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. I'm excited for the game though. I'm I'm curious what the Titans look like overall.
0: Good stuff, Matt. Thanks, everybody, for all of those two-minute warning questions. We'll be back tomorrow breaking down everything we saw Tuesday and our Wednesday stock up, stock down segment around the league. Right here, Peacock and Williamson.